Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, the show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. How are you, Luke? Come for the whatever, stay for the TV and games. <laughs> <laughs> That's our slogan, really. I mean, <laughs> there's so much whatever to go around. It's all about um, the whatever. <laughs> you got some whatever, Luke. I hear, I see you just frothing at the bit <laughs> for that whatever. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> so I went to a food truck that I think you may have gone to, Jordan. Mm, I'm a big fan it. of food trucks. I think you are as well. It seems I like am. more often than not, they're pretty good. So we have a Vietnamese place that's called Tinker here in town. Have you seen this? I have not seen Tinker, no. Huh. I thought you were about to say taste, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, t- Tinker, no. Explain to, <laughs> explain to me this Tinker. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know if I know, but <laughs> I've never had Ven- Ven- Venezuelan food. But it's an interesting mashup of kind of flavors. So it's kind of got hints of Cuban in it and hints of, you know, Spanish. Like they have the sodas that are, that remind me of like the um, sodas at like the Mexican food restaurants, mm-hmm. um, which I was not a big fan of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I was a big fan of was the pepito. So mm. the pepito is... A Venezuelan sandwich. So I, I was, I was excited to tell you about this, Jordan. I was like, <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking <laughs> about this sandwich, like the day after I ate this thing, and I'm like, so how am I going to explain to Jordan? I got to get his mouth watering when I do. Uh, this. But what, I have you know, eaten yet, Jordan? No, no. You and you know, Good, perfect. How I am about when you explain food to me. <laughs> so I walked up and asked this man for a pepito, and what I actually got was. A French baguette bread that was excellent. And it's interesting the way they did it. It's a thinner bread. So it's more of the crust. Mm. So it's like less of the fluffy part of the French bread and more of the crust, which I think is probably the better part of the sandwich. Mm. And and then we have some special sauce in there. We have these like crispies in there that I, I'm not even sure what they were. They, <laughs> they're almost like if you took a fry, but you just like cut off the crispy part of the fry and like took out the potatoes center. So it's just the crispy like outside section. And then uh, there's lettuce in there and I got the steak. Oh God. Sirloin. Oh so, God. Yeah, it was really good. And they like loaded this puppy up, you know, it's dripping onto the container <laughs> and they even throw a oh, fork God. in there. Cause they know you're going to drip that stuff. So Things I was go like, out of control. <laughs> I was like a couple minutes afterwards cleaning up that thing out of that container. Mm. But that bread, man, that bread was really good. It was just it was this great combination of crispy. It was reminded me, like I said, it reminded me a lot of Cuban because it was very Cuban, Cuban French bread. It was, okay, yeah. you know, very similar, crispy, flaky, crusty bread and, yeah, it's just interesting. Like it's almost like they smash the bread like they do a Cuban sandwich, but then they opened it back up and made <laughs> this massive sandwich. Um, I'm looking at the pictures now. I wish you could see this thing. So, do you take pictures? Yeah. No, that <laughs> no, it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, on Yelp, I mean, of the uh, Tinker food truck. Um, Tinker, here we go. I'm going. So, yeah, they also have like some uh, cheese balls, fried cheese balls. Those are really good. <sighs> the steak pepito, it just, 
It was really good. I mean, it's, it's the only thing I've had. So, you know, of course I like it. Interestingly enough, they also sell hot dogs. I don't know if hot dogs are just big in Venezuela, but straight. Oh, oh, this is okay. No, no. I've seen, yeah. not gone to, but seen this place over there by that yeah. Metro PC. Archer Road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of right in the middle of where everything is. You're not going to believe this. Grub. I flat out, like on my way back home, the podcast sitting with my wife, Amber, I was like, there's this food truck place that I need to try. Yep. It's always over there. And I told That's her right. about it and she was like, okay, let's do it. So the fates we have, have the connected aligned. brains jordan exactly <laughs> we have symbiotic thinking <laughs> <laughs> i know what jordan needs to do i know what i need to do i've known what he needs to do <laughs> yeah we, it, what was it it was like friday i want to say it was friday night and i'm just like i don't know what i want to eat my wife doesn't like this kind of thing so you know she's like whatever just get whatever you want i won't eat it mm-hmm. you know we'll just get something else for me it's like I've been wanting to try this place a drive by. There's like a line of like ten or twelve people <laughs> standing out there. Like there must be a reason. And you know, if you go on Yelp, it's full five star reviews, thirty reviews. They also have burgers. I don't know. It just it drew it drew my eye. So I'm glad I went. I'll, I'll go again. They're only open. It looks like four days a week. So Thursday through Sunday. Close Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So. All right, Friday, yeah. Friday night. Not open all the time, but yeah, it was it was pretty busy. People driving by. I don't know how those businesses feel with him hanging out there, but I guess him opening at six it probably helps. Yeah, he like, for people who don't understand, he like shares this parking lot. <laughs> it's yeah. like this little nook of this like little drive-through area between like a car repair place and like a metro. I think there's like a vaping place <laughs> next to that. <laughs> I mean, where is there not a vaping place nowadays, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Every freaking corner. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's like jammed right in there. So people are like parking on the freaking grass. People are parking on the curb. They're they're all trying to get in there for that Venezuelan, man. It's so oh, good. I live close enough. I will walk if I need to make that happen. I love, you'll see there, I love how on the truck it says Tinker, which... I have no idea why it's called that. It makes no sense. It it doesn't explain to me what you have at all. It's like, do you make gadgets? Like, what is that? But he, he, below the name, it's like the dude. And then he's like standing right out in front of the truck next to the like picture of himself. Ah. And he's like the guy, I guess because of COVID, you know, he's out there with a mask, like taking people's orders. Uh So they don't have to like walk right up to the, uh, to the counter. But he, yeah, he's a really nice guy. It's just, I thought it was funny. Like he's standing right there next to this like mural of him. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess that's a, uh, you know, John Tinker or whatever. That's <laughs> him. Tinker. Mr. Tinker himself. Sir yeah. Tinker. Give me your mystery sandwich, please. Tinker Sounds... Taylor food spy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this thing and it looks amazing and I, I can't wait. I'm very excited yeah. about this. It's it's not like the best thing I ever ate, but it was it was quality. It was definitely it's good. unique. You know, there's something about yeah. when something's unique and you're like, I'm just not gonna get good this place anywhere. to switch it up. Yeah, exactly. I had a conversation slash argument with my wife about um how okay, so there's like really average things, like you know, things that are like as far as food goes, like spaghetti. You know, like spaghetti is super run of the mill. Anyone can make spaghetti. Every like Italian place has their spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, if 
how if you there was a restaurant that was like proof positive indeed this place has the world's best spaghetti i mean it's like how good can spaghetti be i don't know but i want to find out these guys are going to show you (laughs) yeah how i'm wondering like how we're at the discussion is how much uh we would spend on something like that (laughs) if they're like well it's the world's best you know Mm. it's it's a hard proposition it depends on how much i like that thing like if it's the world's best um, like what peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and that's spending thirty dollars on it. You know, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's the world's best, Jordan. Your mileage. You can, you can always say, "Oh, it's the world's best," right? <laughs> it, that that is very true. You can yeah. always say, "But it's the world's best." Yeah. But I guess the thing with that is, like, you're never gonna do it again. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's how people get you with those kind of things. It's like, well, you're only in New York once, which that's not true. I've been to New York many times, but, <laughs> you know, for like probably international tours, like, well, this is my one time to visit America. I must have world's best peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> what we're known for. There's a French guy, you know, who saved up and has come to New York. He's excited about the peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. <laughs> oh, for that guy, wow, oui, oui. I think he should spend the 30. <laughs> All right, I agree for that guy for sure. It's <laughs> it's a bittersweet thing for me. I think it depends I'm... on the situation. Would be my answer. It's yeah. Like, am I like in New Zealand for the one time I may ever be there, and I'm gonna have something that they have that's world famous? You know, the, I don't even know what <laughs> New Zealanders eat, but sheep. whatever their specialty. Yeah. <laughs> the best sheep steaks. It's a lamas <laughs> bread. You know that bread from Lord of the Rings. They just yeah, eat that exactly. <laughs> Basically, manna. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to go too long, but like, uh, do you ever get mad when you have something like when, okay, when I eat something and it's like way too far away or like somebody I don't know very well makes it and I have it and it's so good, I get mad <laughs> because like in my heart, I'm like, okay, so it's like if something's Never really gonna get this again, <laughs> exactly. If something's yeah. really good, I want to have like unlimited access yep. to it. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, well, I can just go there and get it again. Or, oh, it's not that far away or whatever. But if it's like a friend's dad, like in this situation, my friend's dad made me like the best wings I've ever had and I fear that I will ever have. <laughs> and yep. I'll never have them again. And I'll never see that pure person again just show up at his house. Hey, sir, will you make we slow uh, smoke those wings for me, please? However you did it with your magic. There's three places that come to mind because I freaking basically whenever we travel, like one of the top things is like, we're going to try every food thing that everyone suggested online. Yes. So Austin for us was basically a trip of eating, you know, just (laughs) going from one table to the next eating. Like I think I was even getting sick by the end of the week. I'm like, (laughs) I've had too many things that are too greasy, but also amazing. I just need to eat salads for like a month to recover. But there's, there's a place in, uh, in Austin called Franklin barbecue. It's considered the best barbecue in the world. Hmm. And I would probably have to agree. I brought a, I bought a freaking shirt from that place. (laughs) I wanted to remember it so much. Um, so that, that's amazing. And like, it it was, it literally like the, the meat literally just falls apart as you put it on your tongue. Mm. It's like, it's not even, it's not even like melt in your mouth. It's like, it's like butter. It's like, it's insane. But, 
but that place, like I'm always like the fact that I can't have that right now and I have to eat Sonny's, which, which is so good. It's our local barbecue place. It's great, <laughs> but it's nothing compared to Franklin's. And You're then there's Torchy's. Just talking about it, honestly. <laughs> so. There's also Torchy's tacos in Austin, and it's just oh, it's so freaking good. And it's a chain, so they have like one on every corner there. But you know, we have none here. And yeah. then there's another place that I think is. Did you ever go to that place with the tacos in New York? Yes, I, I made sure that I followed your suggestion on that one. That's got to be one of the epitome of the one that like, I always wish I could have it whenever I'm eating a taco. It's Absolutely. Just, so basically, if you've ever, you know, it's for the listeners, if you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse, the, the amazing meats that they have there, the, whatever those guys are called, but the waiters basically <laughs> come around and slice off for you. That's what they do for every taco. It's, it's pork, you know, it's steak, and it's just, it's the juiciest, most amazing meat. And they hand make their own taco shells. It's just, yeah. If you're ever in freaking New York, go to that freaking place. What was it called, Jordan? It was like, it's in Chelsea tacos. State, Chelsea Park. Yeah, the Chelsea uh, Market. Chelsea's Market. Yeah. And yeah. it's those, it's not, is it those tacos? It's yeah. something like that. As I long think, as you yeah. know, Trace that tacos. It's, Something like that, where it's a Spanish common word <laughs> in tacos. As long as you know that and you're in Chelsea's market, you'll find it and get the pork. The freaking pork. My God. Yeah, the fact that it's spinning on that thing, they're freaking brushing yeah. it. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe Los it. Tacos. Los number Tacos, one. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's called yeah. Los Tacos number one. Three friends from Tijuana, Mexico. Decided to bring the authentic Mexican taco. It's so good. So shout out, shout out to them. They're they're <laughs> magical men <laughs> who uh, make me very happy and anger me all at the oh, same time. That meat, that it's freaking meat. meat. Oh man. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, enough. <laughs> it's never enough. That's true. Um. <laughs> anyways, um. So, what you been uh, listening to, Jordan? This week, um, I'm into. Uh, have you heard of Rustin Kelly? I haven't. This guy, he is like, I, I first heard about him actually because uh, uh, Dashboard Confessionals, Chris Caraba. Is that Rustin? Rustin, yeah, Rustin. Rustin. R U S T O N. I see him. Yeah. Um, uh, da, Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessionals t- uh, tweeted about him because he is actually featured on an album that they have called dirt emo where it's a bunch of emo covers mm. and so he does a cover of screaming infidelities which actually features chris caraba it's very good cool. and that uh, and I, that whole album's pretty good too and I, and I it got me into him as an as a solo artist and he's you know he's got that country swagger to him without without actually being a country artist you know there's that slide guitar and he has like some southern swagger to him but not that much like not super twangy kind of almost like on sort of pete yornish and you know i'm a big pete yorn fan but uh check it out maybe start with that dirt emo volume one yeah those are some good tracks on there yeah yeah it's a good ep and then uh he came out with funeral i'm excited to hear that one oh yeah (laughs) yeah he's got this like raspy tone to him which brings a really interesting flavor to those uh songs uh, for sure. Teenage so good. Is fantastic. The live good version. recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. How about you, man? So I was telling Jordan, I was looking through my like songs. I'm like, well, there's that one. Oh, there's that one. Oh, there's that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
But There's all of them. This is a weird one. Um, all right. So this is kind of an odd song, but I just something about it. I just I like it. It's one of those songs. I'm for some reason I'll get obsessed with a song, and you probably remember me getting obsessed with Papa Roach. <laughs> she oh, yeah. she loves me not, and uh, Fuel falls on me. <laughs> I freaking played those songs when they first came out. They just like they hooked me for some reason. This is kind of that way. So this is band that I've never heard of, but apparently they've been around for a while called American football. American football. And they did a song. I thought a cover when I first heard it. I'm like, the name of it is uncomfortably numb. And then I realized it was a spin on Pink Floyd's comfortably numb. Uh, <laughs> but if, as far as I know, it's a completely different song. It's just, they just kind of played on the name of the song, but it's featuring Haley Williams. All right. So, yeah. Uncomfortably numb by American football. It's just, it's kind of a strange, like mellow song, but it's just like, like I said, it's, it's got my, it's talons in me. Every time I hear it, I want to hear it again. Well, it so. shall be the soundtrack to my uh, watching slash playing. Cause I <laughs> am going to listen to it right now. Yeah. I'm just going to listen to it right now. Just one song over and over again. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is good. Hold on. This. Hold on. Everyone stop while I listen to this entire song. Yeah, wait. Everybody <laughs> wait a second. Nah, I nah, gotta nah. finish this. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's over. <laughs> no, no, it's got some time to go. But anyways, watching slash playing. Okay, I got a few things. Uh you know, this speaking of music, this is something I'll I haven't recommended on the show. It's an older movie, you know, a few couple of years old at this point. Um, me and Amber watched it after a date night. Um, it is uh, a 20th Century Fox musical, uh, The Greatest Showman. This isn't like a small movie. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but I just want to give it a shout out. It's a good movie, man. Um, it is... Uh, okay, so the thing about it is it is cheesy. Like, it is super cheesy, but... It brings the cheese. It, it brings the cheese. It's definitely <laughs> like... And I think it's self-aware about it too. It's not like it it knows it's light and frothy, but like, but I'm telling you, man, the music is so good. And not only like the music, like the performances of them are so good. Like the dance choreography, the way they're filmed and just the things they do visually during these numbers are just so good. Like I'm freaking watching this thing. I'm like tearing up over some parts. I'm like, what am I doing? But it's it's great. It's gonna be on Disney Plus relatively soon because it's a boxing. And actually, that makes so much sense. Cause like after I saw it, it kind of like struck me as like a Disney movie. Like it was yeah. like it could have been something like Aladdin, but it was live action. I guess it was streaming somewhere else. And now it's coming. Yeah, it was on HBO, I think, hmm. for a while. And so I remember that, yeah. I guess Disney just like snatched it up, but I recommend checking it out. It's not a big commitment of a movie. It's relatively short. It's the, it's like the fictionalized tale of PT Barnum, the kind of man who sort of pioneered the American circus. And mm-hmm. it is, you know, it gets a lot of criticism for this. I don't, I don't really care that much because like PT Barnum, not a good person. Like he treated people and animals awfully. And none of that is in the movie, not a single Nope. Bit. not really it's very inspirational He's just the greatest showman <laughs> yeah and i don't know if any of it's supposed to come off as being like it's a tricking people into thinking that this was 
this was it. it I'm the, sure that's true of every biopic, though. <laughs> yeah, right. The main goal is to entertain, and it, it in my opinion, it does that. Um, check it out. I'd say you know, check it out. It's it's a fun movie with you know they put their whole Hugh Jackman man he him and his team or whatever they did they took a long time to get this movie made it was like a dream of his hmm. and, and it got a lot of love I mean like that the soundtrack to this movie like sold like crazy yeah. and it did in the movie itself did pretty well um for you know especially for you know how much it cost to make but um they put their whole heart into it and it and it I think it shows even if like it comes off as overly like <laughs> cheesy sometimes it's not unbearably so i don't think it's got yeah by the way it's got it's hugh jackman zach efron uh zandaya or zandaya however you want to say it but they're all Michelle williams Michelle williams yeah yeah the uh girl from i forget her name sorry you know the girl from mission impossible the recent mission impossible movies and dr sleep but yeah rebecca ferguson rebecca ferguson thank you yeah. but yeah check it out um the uh, second season of the Umbrella Academy uh, appeared this weekend, and I'm into that. So I'm watching that. It's great, great show. Not too much to say that I. I think I've already talked about Umbrella Academy on this podcast way, several episodes back. But so for you, those of you who don't know, think X Men mixed with Watchmen, and then like throw in like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy type zaniness into the middle. I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna see talking monkeys you're gonna see a a fish like talking inside a fishbowl that's attached to a robotic suit man it's it's wild but she said she watched the first season she said she enjoyed it yeah it's it's highly entertaining like it's it's good it's well thought out but it it is very much highly entertaining you're just watching and you're like this is just good entertainment um and it's and it's fun just to kind of see this world that they've created uh the original comic I believe was written by I think the frontman of My Chemical Romance. It's huh. very very odd, but um, hmm. it's quite it's quite a it's a probably one of the better shows on Netflix. There's so many superhero shows out there. Like honestly, I can't. It, it's like amazing to like be like I can't be bothered with so many of them, yeah. <laughs> but I just can. Like all the ones on CW, the DC ones, and. I don't know, but for some reason this one like intrigued me, so I gave it a shot, and I'm glad I, really glad I did because it's uh, it's unique, it's really fun, definitely worth a watch. Um, lastly, here, sorry, I talked a long time time about The Greatest Showman. I didn't mean to. Sorry. Um, I've been going back and beating old games because have you ever had had a moment where you like thought about you as a young gamer, as like a little baby gamer, baby Luke, and oh, being yeah. like. Like I, I used to have the thought that like, oh yeah, when I was young, I was like really good at video games. No. <laughs> like going back and like playing some of the games that I thought were impossible when I was little and then being like, oh no, I just was stupid. And now I'm like actually able to actually you know, like play them. Um, I'm going, trying to go through some of these games and, um, and actually trying to beat them. Heart of Darkness was one I did a while back, but I went back to an old Super Nintendo game uh, Anim- Animaniacs. Everyone knows the uh, hmm. the, car- the cartoon, mm-hmm. but I've always loved that. I game. remember the game. Yeah, the game is good. Like it's fun. It's creative. It's like it's kind of funny actually. Um, but I never beat it when I was a kid, and I did it in one sitting. It was a uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis at the time. 
It was one of those. I say I had it on Super Nintendo, but mm-hmm. was there sense. one on Game Boy too? Oh, uh, likely. It seems like every everything and everything had to make an appearance on Game Boy in some form back in the day. <laughs> so, I mean, I would be. Oh yeah, I remember this. Uh huh. Oh yeah. The Animaniacs. <laughs> it's it's like the cool thing about it is like well one of the cool things about it, I think the gameplay is pretty tight. It's like one of those, uh, you're like, it's like almost like, you know how in beat em up games, you're like kind of walking on a grid. There's like a three level grid. Yeah. Um, it's like that. Streets of Rage, right? Like That's Streets like of the Rage. Of that. Exactly. It's like that, but it's not a beat em up. It's a plat one of those, but it's a platformer. Um, and you go through different like movie themes, like fantasy, action, adventure, and sci-fi. And there's just tons, tons and tons of movie references just flying at you all the time. And it's actually really fun. Like, pointing out all the funny parodies of all these movies it's it uh, kind of captured what the show did a lot of the times because so much of that show was a parody of film <laughs> but mm-hmm. as that it's really good and i beat it on my last life it was actually a really good moment because that game is so generous with they don't give you many lives but they give you a ton of continues so like you get you get like 10 continues at a time but that last boss I beat it like on my last life, on my last continue. <laughs> I was like freaking standing That's up, getting best. all into it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. It really is a good feeling. I'm like, yes, take that, you freaking game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good moment for me. Anyways, that's all I got. How about you, Luke? So we are just fully hooked on alone at this point. Yeah. We've finished, finished the first season, finished the second season. Now we're three or four episodes into the third season. It's kind of interesting. The third, there's actually kind of this controversy going back to the second season. I, I'm scatterbrained here. So, second season, <laughs> we finished the second season, and there's, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil this because it's a survival show from 2016. So, yeah. it's a survival show. It's not really. It's not like some big twist. So, at the end of the second season, these people had. Is it second season? Yeah, second season. No, it's the third season. That's right. We're on the fourth season now. Oh, wow. We've watched a lot. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so the second season was great. But the third season, the end of the third season, these people had, I guess they picked them better this season, but everyone seemed like they were really good. I think the first person went out like 17 days into it. The very first out of 10 people. Just very impressive. Mm. So... They got today 78, which is just insane. I mean, these people are surviving on fish, slugs, you know, um, mushrooms. There's like these little shellfish you like peel. I can't remember the name of them, but they're they're basically like, um, there's these little shells that look like the seashells, but there's uh-huh. like a little slug like attached up. It's not a slug, but you know, whatever, a little animal up underneath and you like pry it out tiny little piece of meat. But like that was like sometimes all they got if they weren't catching fish. But basically the point is they're constantly losing weight throughout this entire thing. So there's two people left this s- smaller, you know, kind of average size girl, but basically an important part of this, me telling you story is she was in pretty good shape when she started it. You know, she's fairly skinny. 
she lived in Alaska. So she's kind of used to like living off the land and having to like do everything for herself. She lives in this place where you can only get by seaplane. You can't even drive there. So she's very like just naturally great at like crafting things. And anyway, she's, she's very good at surviving. And then there's this other guy, uh, Fowler is his name. No. So the one, I don't remember her name. Anyways, the girl and Fowler um, and Fowler just was absolutely amazingly impressive. He's a boat builder that just, the man knows how to make everything. He's whittling like things for his kids. He whittled this like wolf, like in full stride and it looked amazing. He did this whole walking stick that he did like the cave people do with the drawings. And it literally told the story of his entire 75, 78, whatever days on the island so it was like literally this is what i did this day and he had like one two three for literally every day it like twisted around this walking stick all the way down this like six foot long walking stick and it looked really good so he was saying like during the thing you know he just he has to keep his mind busy because he's got a baby girl that just was born he's got a three-year-old daughter and of course his wife that's another interesting thing. He met his wife on Craigslist. We we got a hoot out of that. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, <rare>. so they <laughs> it's funny. Um, but so they make it to like the late seventies, whatever it is, seventy six, seventy seven days. And at this point they're getting super skinny, like dangerously skinny. Mm. And um they said if you get below a certain amount of body mass, you can cause irreparable harm to your organs. Like yeah. even if you don't die, like your organs can be damaged permanently. Like, so they can't, you know, give you like full use of your liver or your lungs or your heart. So they were, you know, monitoring their body mass and she dipped slightly below that number, even though he was dangerously close to, and they pulled her out and declared him the winner. And that just, that really irked me. The fact that, that Fowler had come in, you know, he did a great job. I liked the guy, but that girl was just as good. And like, she had just as much heart to stay. They had to pull her out. I just, I felt like they should have just tapped them both and just said, look, you have to split the money Yeah, because she doesn't want to go. We're having to do it medically. Fowler was already close. They were already considering pulling him. So yeah, there was like some stuff online. Bethany was reading about it. It was just very frustrating. I I felt very bad for her. You know, you win $500,000, $250,000 would have changed both their lives. And instead she got nothing for, you know, staying there for going on near three months. Like, God. yeah, I just felt bad, but it, it is, it is interesting how much drama can be in a simple idea of just having people survive. It's like, so we're now on the, sucks. sorry, go like, ahead. It seems like <laughs> it went down to like, who has the fastest metabolism was the one who lost, you know what I mean? Instead yeah, of like, and also he just he was pretty overweight when he started. Yeah, so his body had more fat to burn, and she that, was that is, pretty skinny. I mean, you know, it's, I, I can't imagine how would you even gain weight living in Alaska. I mean, no, how, how, there's not a McDonald's down the corner. You know, it's <laughs> like you you eat salmon, and you you know, if you have wheat, if you're lucky enough to have wheat, you have wheat. Like you know, you live off the land like the pilgrims did. So, yeah, I felt really bad for her. She was she did really well. Yeah, it's lousy. Yeah, it's 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 a good show. So the fourth season's interesting. They're they're doing a thing where they're having two people now, but they're splitting them up by ten miles and giving the one person like just a direction on the compass to go, mm. and they just tell them go, you know, find your partner. Jeez. And it's it's beating a lot of people. It's a, it's a tough thing. No freaking. So yeah, thing. I still recommend it. 
if you if you're at all into that kind of show, it's just I, I'm liking how they're like switching it up. They were they were up in uh, British Columbia, and then they went down to Patagonia in South America. Um, now they've gone back to British Columbia. They're this is a bad show. Hold on one second. Hold on one moment. <laughs> Siri, remind me at ten thirty p.m. <laughs> to watch the TV show alone. All right, that'll do it. So I think, just to remind you, I think the first season, first or second season or both, are is on Prime, and then I think you have to switch over to Hulu. And then when you get to the seventh season, you have to switch over to Netflix. One of those. The weirdest freaking thing. But I think, Net, I think Hulu has like three through six. Okay. So they have like the majority of them, but Amazon has the first two. All right, Amazon Prime to I, I think it's cool Netflix. with, you know, you may not enjoy it enough, but for somebody like me who's probably going to watch all the seasons, I think it is cool to go back to the first season because they definitely like evolve on it and they refer back to people and what they did in previous seasons. Mm, okay. They do a cool thing where every beginning of the season, they have the first season winner narrate it. This guy, Alan, who did huh. a great job in the first season. And it's cool because he really has a great voice. He has a very like deep narrative voice. Like it just fits well for the Ooh, show. That was good what you did just there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Um, yeah, Alan did a good job. So also got a cool voice. But I think it's cool to like just have a throwback to like this is our original winner. I've talked about this way too much. I'm going to move on. No, um, more. Just <laughs> so I talked about last week, Obsidian's Grounded came out and I got to play yes. it. I've been playing it probably too much. Um, I really enjoy this game. Um, keeping with the survival theme, it is very much a survival game. So I really didn't know what this game was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be a linear adventure game or what it was going to be. It is not at all that. It is a survival slash sci-fi mystery game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. There's a lot of mystery, a lot of things to be discovered in this game. It is still an early access game, but honestly, there's not that much that's not working great. It's crashed a few times. There's a couple areas that are under construction. Um, I have explored this map all over. It's so cool. I love that about it. It's fully open world. So you come out of like your little area and you know, I didn't know what it was. So I'm just like, wait, let me see if I can go off to the side. It was like, wait, I can just go? And it was just like, <laughs> it was kind of like back in the day when you played your first open world, like GTA 5 or something, where it was like, I can just explore the city. <laughs> you see that mountain? You can go to that mountain. <laughs> you know, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it was something cool about like the fact that I can just explore this whole backyard area. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, whoa, it's so different from every other world I'd been in. They do a really good job of like making it feel like I imagine the way it would feel. I mean, it's not, you know, super realistic graphics or anything. It's very like cartoony kind of style, but mm-hmm. they do it in a really cool way. You have you have your food meter, you have your water meter, and uh yeah, you you need to sleep and restore energy and you have to fight off bugs and the big probably the biggest dynamic of the whole thing is crafting new items to create mm. to like do different things and man i don't even i don't even know there's so much to talk about it's just you kind of got to experience it yourself it's it's really cool there's this whole like experiment element to it where like how how did we get here you know how do we get home those kind of things so a lot of cool potential 
I uh, have it downloaded. I plan to. I, I like started it, but not enough to talk about it at all. I started played like for thirty minutes, so I, I plan to get into it for sure. It is a highly popular uh, game. Uh, it was, uh, I think, number one on yep. uh, Twitch for a good long while, and so that's that's crazy. That's awesome. Good for Obsidian. Good for Xbox. And so I'm probably because people are the same way as me. Is like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's very and it's very intriguing. And they didn't reveal too much of what it would be like in the trailers. I I honestly, I came in expecting like an arcade like brawler or something where you're just like fighting bugs yeah. with a people and just constantly yeah 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 like a freaking uh tower defense almost. But yeah. yeah. Uh, not that more like a, a more story focused and mystery focused very open sur- world survival focused minecraft kind of yeah it's uh, yeah. very cool so i'm looking forward to it it says you can play in first or third person i cannot figure out on the xbox how to get it into third person i saw people on huh. pc they're like yeah just hit escape and then hit this i don't know i went into the settings i found no way to change the perspective so you needed I'm to go to your computer with first person. and actually do that, <laughs> exactly. and it works on your Xbox. <laughs> I'm fine with the first person, but uh-huh. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to just see what the third person was like. Yeah, I, I, I assumed there wasn't third person either. Just in the way I was playing, I was like, "Huh, okay." Maybe is- there's not on Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> That's strange. Okay, maybe not yet. Who knows? Maybe it's an early access thing. So. I probably should have done this earlier, so I'm going to I'm gonna end on a dud. So for this weekend, Disintegration went free-to-play for this weekend only on Xbox. So this is a game I had completely forgotten about. I remembered during, I want to say it was last year's E3, I remember the press conference for this. This is from Private Division, who we talked about last week, helped out. Um, with Outer Worlds. Mm. They helped out... Um, what do you, what's their name? Obsidian. Yeah, of course. Uh, they helped out... I think they, they published... Yeah, it says V1 Interactive. Sorry. The developer's V1 Interactive. Private Division is a publisher. Um, so yeah, V1 Interactive's Disintegration. So after playing this game, not a lot to probably be fair, but I'm going to go ahead and judge it anyways. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure what this game is. It's 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 a shooter with strategy elements in it, but the way they do it, it's just, I don't know. It feels like the strategy is just thrown in there and is just not needed at all, if that makes sense. It, it feels like the strategy, like you have these, these guys that follow you around. You're on this like hover bike, grav cycle or whatever, and you move these, you know, characters around to like help you fight battles i only played the multiplayer i didn't get into the first part the single player okay but uh yeah it just felt like why do i need these little guys like i would rather just like fly my grav cycle around and shoot myself and even that felt kind of clunky and i don't know just none of this really worked for me it Mm. i remember the the teaser for this and i think that sometimes can be the bad thing about teasers that can get you so hyped for something because they make things look cool, especially cinematic trailers. Oh yeah. I think, I think that's what got me so psyched about this. I'm looking at it. I'm always excited for a new take on the first person shooter genre, 
Um, like Titanfall is probably one of the best examples of a successful version of a new take on uh, first person shooters. Um, You know, as great as Call of Duty is, it's just sometimes it gets old. So it's cool to try something new and these guys did. And I just, I just don't think it worked. It, it wasn't awful or anything. It just wasn't fun. It didn't have much replayability for me. Um, Maybe I would have liked the single player, but I'll never know because I only had those two <laughs> days to play free. So I'm Looks definitely very not spending strange. $30 on this, and it was 60 It's been, It's been marked down already. So this does came, look this very only weird. came out in June. This. So this is not an old game. Ugh. It's only June 16th. So, yeah. I'm sorry to say that I would not recommend this from what I've played. Uh, yeah, I but mean, I'm glad I got to try it. Yeah, that's nice that they give you a chance instead of you spending money on this. I guess that's the upside. I'm sure right? that's not what they wanted you to say after trying it, though. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> hey, but... everyone, don't play this. <laughs> Look, uh, we're warning you here. You don't believe us? Look, we'll just play it we'll, it's for free. You know, we'll give you a preview. Just don't buy this. Oh, God. You'll regret it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Got anything else, Luke? No, that's it. Yeah, it looks weird. Like I'm looking at the gameplay and I'm like, I don't. It seems like it could be cool, but it wasn't cool. <laughs> no, okay. Too bad. Um, all right, let's go into some topics uh this week. Let's do it. Um, so first off, this is not TV or game related for the most part. It involves the rock, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who purchased from uh, McMahon, right? Yep. <laughs> he purchased the XFL. The WWE owner. Yeah. What's this? Yeah, so this happened today, right? Yeah, this happened like two days. It's yeah. Kind of fresh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not up to date on the whole history of the XFL. Like, you know, when it originally started or whatever, but... Um, so I'm reading here. So it was, it was back in 99. They started, I knew it was a while ago. Yeah. So the idea was extreme football. It was like, we're going to make this different, basically, um, less rules. I'm not reading this. I'm just making it up from (laughs) what I remember of it. It was like, you know, the NFL is great. Everybody loves it. So let's take that and let's just like throw the rule book out the window and we'll just make it like cool. Basically that seemed like, that seemed like it was the vision for it. Um, you know, we'll put these walls up next to the field and it'll limit the the guy's ability to like toe the line or something. I, I don't, I don't even know, but basically they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't rule as closely on, you know, interceptions or like roughing the passer or any of that. It was just like, let's do whatever. And, you know, I think it was it was kind of a novelty effect in the beginning, and you know, some people enjoyed it for a short time, but it just it kind of quickly fell off. And yeah, and then last year, I don't know who all. Obviously, Vince McMahon still owned it, um, but yeah, yeah, I think there was some other investors that in, injected some cash in it in the hopes that you know they could bring this back. And it so this actually started in the summer before there was another. I want to say it was like the CFL or something. It was some other football league that started and they didn't do great. They didn't even make it through half their season. They collapsed. Steve Spurrier was actually a coach for an Orlando team here in Florida. 
the the old Gator coach Steve Spurrier. Wow. Um, so yeah, that collapsed, and then the XFL tried this this year and or 2019, um, and yeah, it didn't it didn't go a whole way. I think they made it through the whole season. You know, some people watched it. I mean, I watched it a couple times. It was it was also the idea. Oh, you know, the the NFL goes off in February, and we'll pick up you know in March and go through the uh-huh. summer. And yeah, that'll just tide keep all you the over. football fans. Yeah, tied you over until the college football and NFL start up again. It lasted two years from 1999 to 2001. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Two seasons. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know. It's like I'm not sure what the rock and they said the other person's name. It looked like this is like a two person deal. Of course my, uh, there it is. Yeah. Danny Garcia. Um, yeah, I don't know. Redbird capital. So it's, I guess it's a group of investors. Um, but of course the, the rock's going to be on the thing cause everybody knows his name. So yeah, it's crazy. They bought the entire, <laughs> the entire league for $15 million. What? Yeah, it's not I that know. much money. That does seem like <laughs> for an entire football league. Like Vince McMahon was like, yeah, 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 sure, just just take it. That's fine. <laughs> Vince McMahon sounds like Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Vince McMahon really sounds like. <laughs> that sounds really good, brother. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you could um, buy the XFL <laughs> for fifteen million dollars. You've always been my favorite wrestler. <laughs> We're going into that freaking guy from Beethoven. Oh, no. <laughs> the animal's been terminated. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have no idea what they, they, what they plan on doing with it. It seems to me like the XFL had the best chance it could have last year. I mean, they put their best foot forward. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is just you're getting second-tier talent. That's the biggest thing. Like people who want to watch football, they want to see the best players, you know, yeah. j- just competing on a top level. And, and that's why it's so competitive in the NFL because people want to see that. So there's a market for it. And if you're not good enough, I'm sorry, you just, you're not going to make it in the league. So I don't know <laughs> the XFL. It just seems like a novel idea. that just is never going to become center stage unless you can take talent away from the NFL. I just don't, I don't see how it's going to work. So it's amazing to me, like someone like the rock who seems like he's pretty savvy on investments would, would jump into something like this, but Hey, you know, if they can make it work, (laughs) if they can do something crazy with it, sure. Why not? Rocket boots. That'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. I I can't even dream up what they're going to do. Yeah, I know. That's what It didn't work before. It's not going to work at this time. Yeah. I don't, I okay. History is, doomed to repeat itself i guess it's 1999 all over again baby or 2019 all over again oh (laughs) (laughs) all right so a bit of interesting news last uh, week we talked about uh obviously the xbox game pass Uh, there's been a lot of talk about halo infinite since then and one of uh, some information that came out is that the multiplayer for halo infinite will be free to play at launch yeah, it's not that surprising, honestly. I think, I think Xbox brand, Microsoft in general, is moving to more mm-hmm. free to play. Just overall, um, you know, we didn't talk about this before, but it it seems like there's maybe some bubbling up of the Xbox Live Gold just going away per- permanently. Yeah, 
Um, you know, I don't know what what to believe of that so much. I mean, a lot of people on these podcasts are talking about it, but the year-long pass went away. I don't know if that means that the whole thing is going to go away, but I could see them just yeah. rolling it into Game Pass and saying, like, if you want gold, then you get Game Pass with it, but it's going to cost a little bit more. But it's really worth it, which who would argue it's not because <laughs> if you want to play games, that's the place to come to play games for you know a low price. So it's like it's all game pass it's crazy i'm just waiting for them to be like you know what screw it for game pass subscription you get an xbox series x here you go you know what i mean <laughs> every single game is also free it's just I wild mean, that that has been something people have moved to in the past you know giving up the hardware because of the services pay for it i mean come on i mean they do even they even have like <laughs> I mean, it's a payment plan, but they do have a subscription service sort of for getting their console, right? Where you pay yeah. in monthly to actually get the thing, right? Yeah. It's like... I'm I forgot what it's called. It's called like, yeah, Xbox Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Premium Pass of program. <laughs> I, Game Pass. Next Xbox okay. Pass. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But yeah, they're all but, freaking. But what I was what I was saying, like Amazon has that thing, you know, like they yeah. basically give away their tablets, they give away their speakers. You know, they don't literally give them away, but a lot of times they have specials or they sell them incredibly cheap or they have them like throw in a you know echo dot you know if you yeah buy if a, you subscribe to amazon music you get an echo dot like seriously yeah. it's, it's and, and that's all because you know they they hope that you'll order things through that which i've always thought was a flawed idea because ordering things with your voice never made sense to me no i want to be able to see the thing and the eye candy of the thing is what sells me items so i don't agree with that but Absolutely if you not. do have people playing games already and they know they want those games, then I could see that being a thing to where it's like, oh, I could get another Xbox. You know, all I have to do is sign up for this $400 a month charge. Sweet. You know, 5,000 payments of $85 a month <laughs> or something. Your grandchildren will be paying it off. <laughs> yeah. For the next six lifetimes, you owe them $85 a year. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Phil Spencer will come to your house and enslave your family. It's only 99 cents, you know, an hour. But it's 99 <laughs> cents. <laughs> it always gets matters, you. really. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you pointed this out to me. This is a detail I, like, glazed over. And you, like, texted me about it. Yeah, 120 frames per sec. Yeah. For, uh, that's the thing I'm excited about. That's crazy. Again, that, that's, we were talking that's, about that. We were talking about that after the showcase. Yeah. Oh yes. Finally, PC equivalent first-person gaming. Yeah. On a console. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be butter. That's uh, that's sixty's awesome. 120. Boom. Mind blown. I've never even seen 120. So. I don't even know what's going to I've only look seen like. it streamed on Twitch, and I'm sure it was degraded quite a bit. But yeah, like, I'm streaming it on 60, and he's playing it on 120. 100%. Or I'm probably streaming it on 30, actually. So you're like, wow, that looks good. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how many frames do people move in? I'm just kidding. I know we don't move in frames. But <laughs> like, we move oh, in all the frames, Jordan, all of them. Every frame. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't help but, you know, after all, every, every single video game, the talk is how many 
uh, pixels and how many frames. I just see life that way now. I'm like, is this 4K? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is this person 4K 60 frames per second? I don't know. <laughs> so did did you ever read if that was going to be 4K 120? Because uh, I don't think that article said that. I don't know. Because if that's true, I'm going to be amazed if they could do 4K 120 out of those boxes. It's going to be a tough thing to pull off. I yeah. Know. I, I mean, 64K already seems to be a challenge for a lot of machines. Yeah, and you had ray tracing to that. Commitment. Yeah. So that's another thing. Ray tracing is a whole other story that we have from this week. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead, Luke. Halo will not include ray tracing at launch. That's, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. That's... Uh, that's surprising and it is very disappointing. I, I don't understand that. There was a whole discussion on the Xbox show I was listening to, and it was just, you know, I think it was, they were kind of sharing the same sentiments I kind of felt when I heard that. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, what have you guys been doing? <laughs> like Halo 5 came out in 2013, 2014. Well, what, what have you been doing for six years? You know, I, I don't get it. Yeah, That's, you almost get the impression. It's a really that, big misstep. Yeah, you almost get, like, the impression that there's been some, like, development setbacks or something. Or, like, they had to, like, start some aspects yeah. over, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that is confounding as far as why wouldn't every single aspect of this game that they wanted to finish be finished at this point? Because it's, like... <laughs> I mean, just cut out a large part of the game honestly like have the have the story be shorter include less modes in multiplayer like there's so many things that you could do i feel like that aren't not including the main technology that everyone's bragging yeah. about in both systems both systems the big seller has been we're going to be able to do 4k natively we're going to be able to do it at 60 frames and we're going to have ray tracing making it look amazing and you don't include ray tracing like Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That, and if they is, say the frame rate's going to be any lower than 60, I mean, that's going to be like, that's going to be it. That's, I mean, that's a backbreaker. Just unacceptable. Yeah. I, I wonder what the, the reasoning is here. I, I do not know. I don't know what it takes to put ray tracing in a game that was initially bound for Xbox One. I, I don't know. I, was it? Well, I don't know if I don't know if it's one of those things, you know, how like uh, we had uh, Breath of the Wild and they were like, yeah, this is a Wii U game. It's coming to Wii U yeah. and it got delayed and they're like launching with a Nintendo Switch and the Wii U. I've yeah. kind of expected that it was that sort of deal to where it was like, OK, this was initially going to come like maybe uh, the fourth quarter 2019 or first quarter 2020. And they were like, you know what? launch game for xbox one uh series x or whatever and then they had to like make a bunch of adjustments that's true though i mean no, i have no I, idea I if see true. how it might be but i don't know if that's true there's a lot of assumptions here i think for sure it's one of those things i assumed and i was like oh yeah i guess that was never said and i guess it never did get delayed officially so the thing that i would think is a safe assumption is that they had a plan with halo 5 the story got a bad reception, and so they, they had to change the direction they were going mm. with the story. And so they, I think they started new shortly after they saw what people were saying online about the Halo 5 campaign. Okay. 
So that part I think would be a safe assumption. As for what system it was coming out on, maybe before they changed that direction, you know, maybe that basically Halo 5 sequel was headed for Xbox One, and because they redid it, they said, okay, well, now we're aiming for next gen. Mm. That would be my guess, but we're both guessing. They switched engines, didn't they? Like, uh, Yeah. Okay, that... That can always hold you up. I mean, the same thing happened with Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 in like the middle of production, yeah. they switched engines uh, to Unreal 4. And so that like held them up big time. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's easy to speculate, but hard to know what actually <laughs> is uh, going down. But yeah, um, exciting about some of the stuff and kind of uh, <laughs> baffling and some other stuff. The 120 frames in multiplayer is really cool, though. <laughs> that is very tasty, I must say. Um, let's see. So next up, this is... I don't have anything to say about this. I don't even know why I freaking put it on the list of topics. But guess what, everyone? The Witcher on Netflix is getting a prequel series. Like, a thousand years before Gerald. Like, seriously, something like that. Yeah, it's so strange. I... But could Gerald be there? I don't know. Because don't, don't they don't, don't the witchers live like super long? Maybe I think it explicitly said like a thousand years before Gerald. Like it said like before him or whatever. And I don't know. So if it's all a, those people that you came for the show for, they're not going to be there. But please watch our show. Look, the show did well. And we're not sure if we want to pay Henry Cavill to do uh, so this so quickly. We're working on season two. Let's get Can't our B team. Another bathtub scene, guys. Yeah, it cost us everything. Let's get our B team and let's do a let's do a prequel. Let's, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's one of those. I things don't know where, about that. That is a weird thing to do. It's just, I, I, I think it's supposed to be more fantasyful or something, where there's like more monsters and goblins and fairies and trolls and stuff. Can we make our opinion known on this show? Go about ahead. this show on this yeah. show about this show <laughs> yep that the show was okay yeah the show was not amazing it was it was all right the storyline was very strange and it's just the fact that they're gonna i i get making a sequel to it because you know it had its fan base it's fine like you know i don't think it's a bad show it just it wasn't a game of thrones let's be honest it's not a lost it's not you know, it's not something that's like, oh my God, I have to see what happens next. It's, mm-hmm. they, they kind of wrap things up a little bit. And so, yeah, it's like, uh, to, to go completely away from what you were doing, to not build on what you've done. It's just, I don't know, <laughs> strange. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't get it. Like I, I, anytime, you know how I feel about prequels, like prequels, I hear prequels and I'm just immediately kind of repulsed a little bit. I'm just like, ah, what, why? And it's like, but as you said, you take something that's not, it's even worse when you take something that isn't beloved. Like you kind of get it when there's like a star Wars or, a, or a, a, an X-Men or something like yeah. that. That's people like love solo. and enjoy like, solo. Okay. Yeah. People yeah. You get it. But then like when, if it'd be like oh let's make a bloodshot prequel or something like that like wait wait what <laughs> yeah and how they did we're like let's make an underworld prequel like they freaking did actually <laughs> and you're like or uh the mummy prequel that's more of a spinoff i'm I'll, I'll i'll let uh the scorpion king have a pass they did do that with riddick though 
I feel like those movies ended up being all right. What? When? Well, uh, no, I'm saying like Pitch Black. They took Pitch Black and they made a prequel for it. And then they made a sequel for the prequel. So they did kind of take something that was not exactly loved, which is Pitch Black. Was Chronicles a sequel or a prequel? It was a prequel. It was. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I must have missed that. It's been a while, while since I've seen. Uh, yeah, and then there was the sequel. It like continued his story. Gotcha. Where does uh, Escape from Butcher's Bay for Xbox <laughs> fit in? I never even played that game. I heard it was so good. I, I missed out on that one. The strangest thing of all time for a you hear about a Riddick video first person video game. You're like, oh boy, and then oh, one of the best games yeah, on know. Xbox. <laughs> so what? Yeah, I'm always that. That's like a, a blind spot for me that I always wish I could go back and played it. I yeah, remember I, our friends playing it and telling me about it and being like, "Yeah, it's actually pretty good." And I didn't freaking play it. I can't think of a game of a thing that's more surprising than that game being good. Like I can't think of a single game coming out of nowhere and being that good. And more of a thing that would be up my alley too. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I right? <laughs> yeah. That's for true. Um, but yeah, sorry. Good we, luck, we, Netflix. Good luck. <laughs> That's the summary. <laughs> Gosh, man. This, don't do it. Don't. Do, I, I like the Umbrella Academy a lot. Don't make a freaking prequel. I better not turn around <laughs> and then look on some website and find out that a freaking Umbrella Academy prequel is coming. I'm telling you, Netflix. The only time that I can understand why they would choose to do something like this is Game of Thrones. Now, it may not be good or anything, but they've reached the end of their story. They have nowhere else to go. They have this large fan base. So I can understand why they would say, let's go back. <laughs> because where else are we going to go? Can you imagine? Forward, then, yeah. Can you imagine if they did that after their first season? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even well, a that, that would be different. That. It's based on a bunch of books, so it, yeah, you know, true. it would be different. Which shows The Witcher, but still. But isn't it only just, based on one book? I don't. Or know are there multiple books? There, I think there's multiple books. I'm pretty sure. Mm. But what do I know? So it's just as bad as them doing that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. After the very first season, but you know, you know what? We're we just started, but guess what? we're ready to go backwards. I think you know we're going backwards. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> we just started going forwards. Yeah. In a very convoluted way, we slowly moved forward. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not break with tradition on the convolution. And let's, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we're going back a thousand years, but then we're going to jump forward five thousand years, and then we're going to go back ten thousand years. Get wait ready. for it. We're going to jump forward again. Get ready for that sidequel. <laughs> Just a slap your face kind of timeline. Didn't uh, Saul have a sidequel? I think it did. Where like one of the movies took place at the same time as two <laughs> or something. It was like three took place. Meanwhile, in another torture house. While they were doing <laughs> that, this was happening. Something else awful was happening. Exactly. Jigsaw had his hands full that day. He was just riding that little bike back and forth, <laughs> tending <laughs> to his <laughs> victims. Got to get over here. I should have gotten a bigger bike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those exactly. movies. God, I can't wait for Spiral. Anyways. Oh, man. I, I don't have anything else. I was going to bring up something else, but it's too stupid. So I'll just let you wonder <laughs> about what that was. All right. <laughs> All 
All right. Well, anyways, that was a show. We ended on a high note, I think, talking about the Witcher prequel. The highest. Nothing really brings your blood to a boil, like (laughs) hearing about stuff like that. Freaking prequels and side quills. (laughs) Look, Lost did it right. Don't try to do it. Yeah, exactly. Do the flashback. Leave it it the way Lost did it. (laughs) We're glancing back, but also moving forward. Exactly. But they Uh, made it work. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our improperly packaged show. That's what we like to call it. That's the name of our show. We're the best <laughs> podcasts in the entire universe. So thank you for uh, listening to us. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, we, <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. But um, yeah, if you want to support the show, check out the link below. It'll give you uh, ways that you can do that. But I'll give you one right now. You can uh, go to uh, the little review section down below and uh, write a review. And uh, give us that five star. That'll be very nice. Uh, But anyways, Luke, you have yourself a merry little week. Yes, sir. It's been good. Been good. See ya.